All right, Bizzlecast listeners, welcome to the official launch of the Awkward Controllers, which is basically just the video game series I've already been doing with my boy Ethan, aka Elf Adorable, uh, for about six months now. We've been tossing around lots of names. It could change again. The Irrational Controllers is still in play, but for now, it's the Awkward Controllers, and we're lucky uh, um, again to have on Ethan's buddy, Austin, who has a great dynamic to me and Ethan just going at each other more more and more. Um, this is a video game show, but it is going to be different from a lot of other Bizzlecasts in addition to being a video game show in terms of format and that I'm really just going to let these ride and we go off on tangents and make fun of each other and, you know, they're, they're awkward moments and, and I guess that's why it's the awkward controllers. Um, it's definitely for the over 18 crowd or if you're a mature teen, uh, there's a little bit of language, uh, nothing too inappropriate, um, but it's also going to be a mix of news, but also talk talking about the history of gaming and uh, impact on gaming culture. And Ethan's now reading Console Wars about the history of Sega and Nintendo and so forth, a book that I love and just got through a second time. Um, and so it's going to be a mix of sort of news and more historical philosophical stuff, which is what I've always wanted to do with the Bizzlecast, no matter the topic. So let me get you into this glorious said intro. And here we go. Jesse, aka the Bizzle. Oh, the Bizzle. Thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle. Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right. Recording myself. Recording you, idiots. In three, two, one. Here we go. All right, Bizzlecast listeners, welcome to the video games podcast, which has been officially christened the Awkward Controllers. That would be us. Um, if you love it, please send your fan mail to uh, Bizzlecast Facebook page. If you hate it, you should uh, locate L underscore Fedorable on t- Twitch and communicate with him. Ethan, a.k.a. L underscore Fedorable, how are you doing, buddy? Eh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hate, hate, hate mail is part of my life, so just please, please fuel me. Give me more food. Ethan was telling me a story we're going to start with about about summer sales in a sec, guys. I kind of bopped because I just wanted to start recording. But we also have Austin back. Austin, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. It's great to be back. It was great to have you last time, and as Ethan and I agreed, uh, it was awesome to have you agree with me on so many points uh, last time. (laughs) (laughs) It was split. It was split. It was split. It was split. Ethan. Your poll was not split. Your poll was rigged. <laughs> Ethan. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting Ethan. Put, pun- I'm getting Ethan punchy. Okay, okay, okay. I, I need to start with this though. Austin, you put a poll out. I forget. What, I forget what the thing was for. It was, was it, it was from Microsoft thing. It was the Microsoft thing or something. I don't even know. Um, but anyway, so he put this. He puts this thing out on his social media page. So it's obviously going to be skewed. So that his people. This never happened, by the way. This is totally never happened. Okay. <laughs> I told Ethan I put a poll out about who won our argument last time, and that he got only nineteen percent. 
but he got 100% of the Ethan votes, which is the important part. <laughs> so, guys, I, I wanted to call this the Video Game Bullshit Podcast. Ethan is way too classy for that, and we really like Awkward Controller or Awkward Controllers. I'm so classy, I wear a fedora. It's crazy. It, yeah, I mean, it, incredibly classy. Um, Austin, I can only assume you're classy, or, or are you de classe, as they say? I'm trashy as fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the trashiest thing you're willing to admit to? Um, let's see. Mm. That's like the nerdiest thing I'm willing to admit to, but, uh, go, but go ahead. I don't know. I'm just, ex- I just live a really bougie lifestyle. <laughs> so i i I mean i'm nitpicky about stuff but you know i'm just kind of like whatever (laughs) what's your favorite fast food Mm, i'd have to say uh, mcdonald's actually really okay okay ethan what about you man we never talked about this oh no i think we agree on wendy's i don't know uh it's a tie between chick-fil-a uh-huh Yep. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And Sonic actually. And what? Sonic. What the hell? So- Sonic the Hedgehog? No, Sonic. You don't. I know Sonic oh, wait, the Hedgehog. Wait. wait. Sonic. Wait, Sonic is a Jesse, place. You've never seen a Sonic commercial? What? Mm, nope. What? I mean, I've seen the there, Sonic the Hedgehog commercial. There, there, there's not very many local in Philly, so I don't, I don't blame you for that. But like, you gotta drive out for that. Yeah. You gotta drive out for that. Yeah. But that's not fast food. That's like, yes, it is. That's like In and Out Burger. It's got a whole drive-through. It's got oh no no, it's it's nothing like In and Out Burger. The drive-through, the drive-through is different though because you park in a place, order there, and then they roller skate it out to you. <laughs> let, let, let's put it this way: it's a very Jersey-style fast food restaurant. <laughs> That's actually a compliment. The one thing Jersey does well is really unhealthy food. Communism what? <laughs> Jersey diners, the best in the country. Oh, yeah. yeah. Diners. Yeah. You can go mm-hmm. in there like 10 bucks mm-hmm. and be full for the rest that's, of the see, day. That's my fast food is diner at like 4 in the morning. That's, oh, yeah. That's my fast food. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so speaking of corporate whoring, Ethan, we were talking about summer sales. Yeah, yeah so. that was exactly when I stopped you and made us start the podcast. So let's just start yeah. there because this is the irrational controllers or whatever we're called. Irrational. <laughs> we can go with that one too. Irrational controllers. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. So uh, anyways, that, that, more, that more points out our dickishness to how much of a fanboy I am to Nintendo and you are to Sony. <laughs> Guys, oh, by the way, before we get five minutes in, 100% guarantee minimal to no Fortnite discussion here. So if you're looking (laughs) for Fortnite, go elsewhere, enjoy, be a ninja, do whatever you want to do. We are talking about everything else going on other than Fortnite. Can I talk about my objective realizations that I had as a teacher watching my kids during summer camp playing Fortnite? Is oh yeah oh no we could get super like metaphysical on Fortnite. i'm just saying like we're not okay, talking like new level so yeah go ahead all right cool anyway let's do that for later um, oh, oh we'll save that we'll save that okay we'll, 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 tease that, we'll tease that for so, because later because i'm also gonna pull out some of these tricks too because austin yeah. and i now work together so anyways awesome. so summer sales you were talking about yeah. um uh i do want to talk about the destiny update in a little later but 
what were you talking about for right uh, so uh i this, this is the this this is the time of year we get summer sales yay but now this time steam has like two extra competitors um so gamestop uh put out their, they started their summer tail what was it like three days ago Austin? something like that yesterday i think Yesterday, three By days the ago, way, something like that. Just quick, quick, quick note. The only reason Steam's even in a competitive situation is because they've let that site go to absolute shit. But go ahead. Or, or, Valve, in, in terms of just like putting any game up there and making it impossible to like, you know what I mean? <laughs> just put they That's just fair. put anything, literally anything. Well, yeah, like, like they they literally said we we get this. This was controversial about a month ago, but. Uh, they literally said it was like we are not picky about what people like <laughs> at all. So, yeah. um, so, Game- so, so GameStop's making a move. So what do they got yeah, going Game- on? GameStop made a move. They put out what uh, like eight or nine really popular titles that have, that were that got awards or were really popular, like like I could like were are popular games and made them half price new, thirty bucks for these really good games give it to me um, i got blue balls here come on what game? all right uh to name to, to the big three that i was interested in personally yeah. monster hunter for ps4 was 30 bucks new not pre-owned new. monster hunter is probably the most underrated game of the year and i haven't even played it but it seems yeah. to me to be the most underrated game of the year mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that got co-op or or maybe, maybe multiplayer. Just in terms it. of how many streamers I know and respect who played the shit out of it and are still playing yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. PC version, hopefully in a month, maybe. Please. Plays well on a uh, PS4, though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Plays, it, especially yeah. a PS4 Pro. Plays really well. Yeah. Um, Warrior Rabbits Kingdom Battle, new, $30. By the way, put a pin in Monster Hunter as an example of why every big world game doesn't have to be an open world game. We'll get yeah. back to that later. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves that shit. Yeah. <laughs> also $30 new. Um, what else? I, I, dude, I was like a junior in high school when stuff. South Park came out. That's how old I am. Seriously. That's crazy. Yeah. We were making Cartman jokes in like 1998, nine. Well, I was I just maybe it was in existence in that. I know you were not. Well, I don't know how old you are. Ethan was Austin not. In was, Austin was floating around in there. I'm 98, so <laughs> I, was, I was around. I was around there. I was around there. That's a good game, though. That's that's a uh, yeah. I don't know if that's technically considered a triple A title, but it's an a, it's like an A class title. Yeah. I'd I'd say it got triple A funding. I mean, it got, it got it got let's played the shit out of, so you know hmm. it must have been entertaining at least. So wait, start from the beginning again. So we have we got South Park, we got Monster Hunter, Monster Warrior Hunter, Rabbits. which I'm I'm very interested in. Uh, but I need we need to like get a hunting group together to make this happen. Um, I I, I, I don't know if Austin's lined up. 
uh, if you're going to play Monster Hunter with me, Kevin. Oh, definitely, dude. I was going to get Generations when that comes out for the Switch. Yeah, too. My, yeah, my uncle, the Switch, yeah. My uncle on Facebook sends me nothing but his Monster Hunter clips of him just killing monsters by himself. He, like, solos everything. <laughs> Is yeah. Monster Hunter just the way more colorful, fun, and easy Dark Souls, basically? <laughs> Uh, I'd say it's uh, like just a lot of like long uh, uh, finesse fights against big bosses, but it you, they're much Monster. bigger but less h- hard to fight. Monster Hunter kind of forms its own category because there's a lot of games that deal with the oversized monster slayer anime. Get, get, take your giant sword, kill a shit out of them. Category. It has a lot. It, I would say. I would say worlds definitely generations are the type of games that definitely have similarities to Dark Souls, but I would not say that they're they, Dark Souls is its own monster in its yeah. own way, as I'm sure you've now experienced with Bloodborne. That was a nice little little pun there. <laughs> <laughs> not intended. Hey, with, with me working with the Australians, all they do is pun. So I, I'm in this like learning how to like pun constantly mode right now. And curse heavily. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Any any other uh, any other big name games? Uh, what else was there? Did, did there you is, see uh, any? Yeah, there's you know there's the stuff like uh, I'm probably gonna get backlash. Star Wars Battlefront Two. The I know the um, Elite Trooper Deluxe Edition was like. 60 bucks originally, but they marked it down to like It came with my system. I should just go and get all the fucking free DLC and just play the shit out of it. The problem is, even before the DLC, the controls are just janky on that game. Like, it's (laughs) not as smooth. It's like playing... um, The PC game at best. No, it's like playing um, uh, the first Killzone game or something. It's like... or even the last uh, of us before the remaster <laughs> like you know feel like you have no control over over all right here we go here, i got a list here okay um all right uh witcher 3 because you have not gotten into witcher 3 witcher <laughs> 3 wild run complete edition we're gonna get the dlc we're gonna get all there. the dlc got competitively it priced it's, with p with the pc version it's 20 bucks with everything Assassin's Creed is also on sale too. Yeah, yeah well, I wouldn't talk about Assassin's Creed in general too. Uh, let's see. Wait, which Portal. which Assassin's Creed is on sale? Origins. Origins. Yeah, it's Origins. Really? It's at at GameStop? Yeah, yeah, it's twenty bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I'm. T- I, I might go get that tomorrow. Yeah, man. Um, I, I want to like Assassin's Dragon Creed Ball again Fighters. so bad. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters is twenty bucks. Twenty Dragon Ball Fighters is twenty bucks off. It's for yeah. It's forty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. All right. Fallout so, 4, Fallout 4 yeah. Game of the Year edition. Uh, no, 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 fuck that. Jesse, Far Cry Jesse, 5. Jesse. Even Fallout Jesse, fans like, hate just, that just game. It's like so it. buggy as shit. It's like dark. It. It's Everyone says 3 and New Vegas are both way better than 4. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't mean it's a bad game. I didn't say it was that's a bad like, game. Okay, 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 Jesse. Okay, let me counter your point right here. Let me counter your point. I think, I think. Star Wars Episode Four is nowhere near as good as Star Wars Episode Five and Six. Me that neither. doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't I mean it's bad. I don't. I agree with you. Star Wars Episode Four is clearly inferior to and take, Five and then Six. Take your hypocrisy out of here. By the way, Origins is thirty dollars at GameStop, unless I'm yeah. looking at the wrong spot yeah, right now. And you that's, can buy all that's, these. You can, fuck that. You know what? Fuck you. 
you're trying to save your franchise give it to me for 20 bucks i'll pay for it you know uh-huh. like it's oh, god it's a pro- ubisoft and bethesda just have, they have their heads so far up their asses except except ubisoft actually is making them trying to turn around okay all right as I, all right as, okay. I, as i point and as i pointed no, out let's go this way no, no let's, let's, let's go this way i want to actually go this way yeah because okay. uh, we've we we actually teased ubisoft the last couple of podcasts but they didn't really talk about it um <laughs> which is it does seem like assassin's creed is turning around and fucking odyssey looks amazing and as they keep going further back in the past it's getting cooler which is what they should have always done yeah. and they're finally doing it and it, uh, like Honestly, like even big hyped games like Spider Man or games that I was personally pumped, like Last of Us, pale in comparison to the spectacle of Odyssey. But again, we it could just be another Assassin's Creed fail. Austin, I'll throw this one to you first. What what are the odds you give that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is at least as good as Origins, or not, if not better? Um, Origins. I don't. I didn't really play Origins like that. But just, I just, just your understanding of how it was received. You know what I mean? I, yeah, uh, Odyssey definitely has like a new direction with the combat system, and then there's like dialogue you can choose now. And I thought that was really cool. You have like a little more um, freedom. It doesn't feel like um, was it a linear sandbox game anymore? It's like you ha- you can take the game in your own direction. And I really think that Ubisoft is like changing around their formula just a little bit, but in the right way. Like they're making the right changes. It's starting to look good. What what what's one thing that <laughs> is changing or evolving that you think is a good sign? Their combat system looks awesome. right, which has always been the problem with Assassin's Creed. Which is why I love the first fifteen hours of Assassin's Creed too. But because of the combat system, you're just eventually like, ugh. Um, oh, so that, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Are they going more in like a um, Arkham uh, uh, Mordor system? Are they going more in a Witcher system? Or are they going more in a Horizon system? Like what are they moving towards in your I like what you said about the, uh, the Arkham system. But uh, I'd, I'd like to think of it as like, you know, there's like skill trees and stuff now. So it's more like RPG elements towards it. Okay. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff you can like use and like learn and stuff like that. It, I, it's really like rough details that we have now because like the games, you know, they just showed a little bit of it. They didn't really go into my major detail about things. But from what we can see, it looks like everything so far is really good in the, the way that it can go. So dare, dare I say, dare I say mm. almost horizon esque. No, <laughs> no, there's no way they're that's, not even going for that is the thing. That, that, horizon that, that, doesn't that, have that, the That's what I was saying, but I, yeah, well, more, more of my point. And I, I can't really add anything more to what Austin has said here. Cause he, he said it perfectly. Yeah. Here's look, it out. the thing I will say, I will say is in some ways, Assassin's Creed appeals to the same people as Horizon, a.k.a. me, because it has some of the depth of action RPGs like Witcher without having to deal with a thousand statistics in janky combat, you know? And there's no trailing missions. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they. so Witcher was built like a pyramid, where the bi- the base of the pyramid was all the side quests, and as you go up and it gets narrower, you get to the more important quest. Horizon was designed the opposite way. So actually, there are very few 
fetch missions, and most of the missions are important to the plot, if not central to the plot. And when Assassin's Creed is doing its thing right, it's doing a very similar thing. It does sound like Origins. I wish one of the three of us have actually played Origins, so maybe we should just shut up. I mean, it seems agreed upon that Origins is better, but I haven't really seen a lot of it played, so I can't talk on this topic other than to say, again, Assassin's Creed 2 is great. Black Flag is, is really fun. I don't know why they can't... Um, well, Ethan, let me ask you. Like... Coming so close to a brilliant game on some of these games, why can't Ubisoft nail it with Assassin's Creed? In your opinion, uh, as like a, as like a game of the year contender. Okay, so if you were to argue it from just a, I, okay, give me a second. If you look at how games are made, all right, and how dev cycles work. And what I was going to get into earlier, Ubisoft made a conscious effort to turn all of their games around in 2013. We're starting to see the fruit of that effort just now, five years later. And so I'm I'm assuming that for game development-wise, Assassin's Creed Origins was a new take. They were trying to add new stuff on top of the Assassin's Creed franchise to make it new, different, fresh, and uh, more interesting for players who either hadn't gotten in, dropped out and wanted to get back in, or just to keep the game fresh and their fan base happy. Um, And so when all of those things culminated together, you ended up with Origins, where and you end up with Assassin's Creed Origins, you end up with what happened to the division? You end up with what happened to Rainbow Six with For Honor, etc. And they found that the, I, I, my, my best guess is is that as Assassin's Creed was, with the exception of Far Cry Five, even though but Far Cry Five was a success on release, yeah, yeah, release it was a success on release. With Origins being a single player game and the others not, it made it, it when you have a single player game versus a multiplayer game. You, with a multiplayer game, you can just patch that stuff. You just fix it. With a single-player game, when systems don't feel right, when they don't, or when they're not the greatest, or when they're not the most interesting, generally you don't, you're not able to rip the system apart and make it better. That's not how that works. So they made a decision to design Origins the way they did, and the community reacted, and they said, okay... People don't like these things with our new system. We're going to keep the system because people still like it, but we need to change tweak the system to more how people want it. And that's where Odyssey is going. That's my best guess. Well, us, did you want to reply to that? Uh, it was about the um, how Assassin's Creed can like fix their stuff, right? <laughs> Just yeah, I mean, like, right. where's the tra- trajectory? All right, so. They need to set up uh, Assassin's Creed to like get. I guess you could say get back their charm because like um, sometimes people look at Assassin's Creed and uh, it's it's just been like tainted of like what used to be what it used to be. Like it's just not like the same anymore. Um, the one thing I will say about uh, Assassin's Creed and just like you know games in general, memes will like stain your franchise in this day and age, and like they will stick to your name 
no matter what. So like um, Assassin's Creed Unity had a terrible launch. There's so many bugs, and there was like a what forty gigabyte patch or something like that that they had to use to fix the like got ripped to shreds by the internet. And then you look at it now, and it's like this game is actually really good if you just you know polish everything. So like you know they just need to make sure that um, the storylines are you know actually make sense like uh, assassin's creed 3 had a great story and um you know the assassin's creed games tend to have good stories but sometimes it's just the gameplay that just like takes it into another direction it just seems boring at that point so like you need to have the assassin's creed charm that we came to love from like assassin's creed 2 and brotherhood and stuff like that and you just gotta you know point the game into a like a refreshing direction i guess i guess you could say because now we're just getting watered down assassin's creed games like you know, Syndicate, which I, I didn't really like that much because, you know, it, it didn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game almost. So, you know, they, they, mean, they I, took the... Right? I'm watching gameplay of uh, of Origins right now. It looks like Assassin's Creed fucked The Witcher and this is their baby. <laughs> um, and I don't like it. I mean, what I loved about Assassin's Creed 2 and Black Flag was here's the key man okay look at zelda horizon what works about those games is you don't think about the main characters as sprites they blend into the environment so beautifully you know you're never thinking about link or 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 aloy and even when i go back and play witcher 3 now i'm like okay this is the witcher 3 sprite in this 3d environment and so they think by doing like more quote unquote realistic graphics and motion capture that it's somehow improving the experience. But as Persona 5 shows and a lot of other games, it's like you can have stylized graphics that are more enticing. And I just remember playing Assassin's Creed 2. And I think also Assassin's Creed 2 picked the perfect time, being in the Renaissance in Italy with Da Vinci and stuff like that. It was just the perfect setting. But like you felt like a part of the crowd when you were like trying to blend in and doing all this stuff. Like this looks like there's like God of War stuff going on. It's like high drama. Like I I liked the sort of simplistic pulpiness of the older Assassin's Creed game, but uh, games. But there was always problems, right? Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know what this franchise is. They've gotten rid of the, you know, we're sending you to the past aspects. The movie was a total bomb. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's anything. It's like, what is Far Cry? Far Cry is this notion of big guns, you know, flying planes, driving cars, and really charismatic evil bad guys is basically what Far Cry is, right? I mean, I don't even know what Assassin's Creed is. I want to love it, but... And I I, want to point out, like, something interesting. Mm -hmm. Everything you just described there, Jesse, is the exact description that everyone used for Destiny when it first came out. That that's what the internet collectively saw, mm-hmm. and what they saw was an incomplete game, an incomplete like, like it, it, it. It touched on a lot of important things. It touched on good gameplay or good loot, but not enough story, not enough simple, whatever it was. Okay, and then you see a, a growth of this game over. We're coming up on five years. We're coming up on five years now. Okay, for for Destiny, and so. When I was saying earlier about what Origins was, 
they're, they're, we've seen now that they're sticking with this direction. They're sticking with this RPG-style Assassin's Creed game that, that, that you're describing as you don't know what this is anymore. Mm-hmm. They're sticking with that, and they're mm-hmm. doubling down, and they're taking out the systems that people complained about, like the trailing missions, for example, and throwing in something different. So the, 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 best, the best thing to say is let's hope that Ubisoft has learned their lesson. Yep. Because that, that that's generally with a good game studio, mm-hmm. or at least a mediocre one, mm-hmm. they learn from their mistakes yep. and they put they, they move on to the next one. Well, let me, okay, let me pose this question, and Austin, I'll throw this to you first. Mm-hmm. I have been disappointed with this generation's games and looks, but I don't think it's because of technology. I think it's because of uh, corporate nonsense and just and more so lack of imagination. I, I think there's a yeah. lack of care in game design. And Ethan, that's the reason I praise this. The you know the sort of subsidiary studios to, to Sony is they really do prioritize creativity Absolutely. the way the Nintendo yeah. the best Absolutely. Nintendo studios are, are prioritizing creativity but I, I look at Ubisoft I look at Bethesda, I look at Microsoft I look at Activision I occasionally look at Square Enix, although like, I have a soft spot for Squeenix, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, again, I'm watching, I'm watching more of the Origins gameplay here, and just it, it doesn't look good, real, human, engaging. Uh, you know, they're trying to show off the graphics they can pull off. Like it's so juvenile at this point. I don't understand. I don't understand. You guys go ahead. No, I, I, I understand. One of the, one of the. I mean, Destiny doesn't even try and look realistic. That's the whole point. It's gorgeous, but it's not trying to look photorealistic, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, it would be unappealing if it did, you know? Yeah, I... Go go ahead, Austin. Go ahead. I I, I started on the last one. Go ahead. So, what I see is... uh, Or just, like... Oh, I I gotta see, like, the best graphics and stuff like that. I see a lot of people rip on Fallout because they're just like, Oh, it's, um... Uh, why does the game's graphics look like this? I can just go play Call of Duty where everything looks realistic. I can see everything. And those are, like, really, like, closed-minded people. Uh, let me let me tell you. Because, like, I tried to tell them, hey, these are story, like, they focus more on the story and, like, the atmosphere of the Call game. Call of Duty hasn't thing. put out a good game since 2008. You're, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir here. <clears throat> Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, Borderlands is brilliant. I know. Yeah, people don't like the art in Borderlands, but the story. I know is really the the, great, com- the, the video game great. snobs hate the video game snobs play Borderlands, but love to hate on it at the same time. I really yeah. don't understand it. I have a clear message for all those people who are being real snobs about realistic graphics. And listen, if that's a preference of yours, that's a preference of yours. But don't make ruin the fun for everybody else. But here's the message. Here's your message for you: Fortnite. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. no! But the thing is, the great Call of Duty games, especially the early Modern Warfare games, it wasn't because the graphics were photorealistic. It was because they simulated a war environment so realistically between vi- visuals, sound, and atmosphere. That's mm-hmm. what. And that's why I'm watching Assassin's Creed footage, and this is actually way less dynamic than the early Assassin's Creed games. It technically looks better, but it's way less dynamic. Um it doesn't really blend together as well, you know? And I think that can be said of, like, a lot of... 
the games. And so, you know, again, when Zelda, Nier, Horizon, you know, and so forth get nominated, like these these other companies can't be pissed because they're just not innovating creatively in the same way. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not sure how Far Cry and Assassin's Creed sustains an entire ginormous software company. Cause like I'm looking at the populace, who's the Far Cry Assassin's Creed audience that's making them so much money. I don't even see it. Uh, well, so, so, we discussed this on the in the past on several podcasts. I mentioned I, I shoehorned it in there for several conversations. But the thing with this, the Assassin's Creed franchise is that no matter who you add, like, like for the fanboys out there who enjoy Assassin's Creed, buy every buy every game, they don't necessarily like every game. But what, when you ask people what is the best Assassin's Creed, it's so weird. But people have so many different answers to that question because. Some people, some people are blatantly sticking to the original to one two brotherhood, and other people are more towards the future. And the yes, best. it's a serious answer, which is Black Flag. I'm not kidding. The origins is actually some people's favorites. Um, so it it's one of those things where it's one of those things where people buy these games regardless if. They're gonna play them or play them to the no, fullest but I or think care about them fully or not. That's emblematic of the whole thing. It's like if you like combat mechanics, mm-hmm. then you it, like it, one it, game. It, if you it's like, a very, it, it, yeah. it's a very Call of Duty situation where right. people buy the new Call of Duty that comes out every year. That's just how it's always right, been. But what, but what I'm saying is the reason I think Assassin's Creed 2 is the best is because you really feel like you're a fucking assassin in 1400 Italy. Oh. In like working with Leonardo da Vinci and sure, the Medici's, sure. I mean, it, it's the but, world but, building stuff. It's not the game sure. mechanics, but that's sure, just but, me. But, For some people, it's right, all about right, the game mechanics. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, and and, and th- that that's one of the things why it varies so much, and that's what's keeping. It, 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 it's, at the end of the day, it's one of those games that people yeah. buy the version that comes out every year. That's what's sustaining but the franchise. Can, can I just give you a personal, really personal counterexample of this? Sure. Which is a game that should be made for me, even old me, is Shadow of Mordor. Because I so love the, everything about the Lord of the Rings books and movies and so forth. But I hate it because I don't want to spend 50 hours in Mordor killing orcs. Like, to me, that's not interesting at all. Right. Um, gr- gr- grind- grinding is very much not. But it doesn't matter about grinding. It's about the environment. But, like, I'll grind 20 hours in Assassin's Creed in Renaissance Italy in Florence. Like, that's mm-hmm. fucking dope. That's you know dope what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. I, 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 tell me what you're doing there, because I, I, think, I think we're using two different versions of grinding. No, no, no. My, my, my point is, I know, I know what grinding is in these types of games, but what I'm saying is... Even in my favorite properties, it's not enough that it's one of my favorite properties. Okay, like sure. I like the Arkham games way more than the Mordor games, not because I like Batman more than Lord of the Rings. I definitely do not at all. But I think the Arkham games are much more fun and do better and more fun world building you than feel the Mordor like games. Batman. You feel like Batman. You do, and it gets so cinematic in places... Okay, so this is going to be my one little thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Arkham Knight is dope. It has a lot of problems, but it's like, it, you know, it's a beat em up game, but with Batman controls, but it gets super cinematic when you least expect it. It's, and I'm only like 9% in. I've been playing it for a while. I, I, it's just a fun game that does great world building and has all the best characters and new characters. And I'm not even a big Batman guy. So that's, that's my whole point is like, I want to be immersed in my environment, you know? Yeah. No, I, I understand. I understand. So I, this is leading to the discussion you wanted to have. Uh, Austin, I'll throw this to you, which is... All right. I feel like with Skyrim, it was all of a sudden everything needed to be an open-world environment. And there's been ups and downs. So where do you see the sort of world of open-world environments? And then, Ethan, I want you to, to react to Austin on this one. So open world games are just like you put you into a place and you can quote unquote do whatever. Um, there's a lot of games that claim this um, that, that they're open world. Like uh, I, I know there's like um, people are probably gonna hate me for this, but like I know the Metro games. They feel like oh this, they say it's open world and stuff, but some of it is just like it's literally like what's the term I used again? Linear sandbox where it's just like. Yeah. It's going in one place, but you can do whatever in that one place, and it won't really matter there. It, it, it's, it's, very the Witcher. it's very Witcher-esque. Yeah. Or, uh, it, like, Witcher 1 and 2, not Witcher 3. Yeah. It, it just feels like, um, oh, it's, it's, I don't know, budget, fake open world, I guess you could say, because it's not really like, oh, this is an open environment. You can truly do whatever you want, because people say that about gta there's like oh it's a open world sandbox game i was like no it's very empty compared to gta 4 so like um there's not much you can do in gta 5 and most of it is just like you play online or you just play the story oh, mode don't get like, me started i hate grand theft auto it's so <laughs> oh, microtransactions the game you mean <laughs> oh my god but yeah i i think at the with skyrim when it was you know big open world and then there's like also like trying to get that you know mini mmo aspect into but you could do things in in skyrim you could join guilds and be be a thief and be a mage and you know you like there were like whole life choices you could make in that game you know start a family (laughs) yeah i I mean you could kill a guy in, in in the you know you could kill the blacksmith get arrested but then it could end up working towards your advantage i mean you know, Ethan, you, we, I, we joke around about me hating Bethesda. The only thing I hate about Bethesda is the, is the bugs. They're making brilliant open-world games. I don't think Ubisoft is, is in the same category. I don't think Activision is in the same category. I don't think most companies are in the same category. Of no, I, 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 w- I would agree. I think it's Bethesda, Squeenix, and then up the, to the big three, and then everything else is down. Um, I mean, what do... What with, some do other, with some other... With, yeah. with independence, with independence yeah. being... Yeah. unreadable or uncomparable yeah. because of funds or what. Okay, so I, I don't... The, the examples and question I'm about to ask, I don't want to bring The Last of Us 2 in yet because we don't know how open the world is going to be. It's only going to be more open, but it's not going to be fully open, so I don't want to bring it in. But the, the thing that... I hate to keep bringing these two games in, Ethan, but we're talking about open worlds. Breath of the Wild and Horizon... What do they have in common? 
they both started not thinking they were going to be giant open world games. And then because of the needs and wants of the design team, they made them fully open world games as opposed to saying, let's design an open world game every year for the next 10 years and then we'll figure out how to populate it, you know? Better to start smaller and then say, okay, we need to go more open worlds. I feel like games that are being designed with the notion of them being open worlds from the beginning is not a good way to go about things. That's me personally. Um, for, you, you, you're, you're, speaking, you're speaking in towards of new franchises, though, correct? Not... Not established franchises, or are you talking about established franchises? Well, this might be a good tie-in if you want, and, and Austin, you can jump in on this too about the, the rebirth of JRPGs, which were the original open-world RPG games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's true. I, I think what you said is true for unestablished developers and franchises. Yes, or for all right. Yeah, I'm using my words. That is what what you said is true. It, 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 generally speaking, open world games. If, if you're a, if, okay, let's take. Uh, I can't think of a good example at this point in time. But if, if you're a AAA developer, let's say Activision, and you're buying this weird studio, and you're like, hey, build us this open world game that's going to make us a ton of money. Uh, at the get go, and they have no experience in making open world games. Yes, I think that that that's what you're going for, Jesse, right? Well, I, I, I just I'm not sure people want as many open world games as we're getting. I I mean I can't necessarily agree with that. I can't necessarily agree with that. I mean the the awards go to the best open world games, but Best single player games and then but Generally, even, even the new yeah. God of War is wasn't isn't a true open world game. Yeah, um, and I'm saying that as a compliment, not as an insult. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't open world. No. But back in the days of like Devil May Cry and stuff like that, it wasn't about I think, that. I, I I I think the other thing you have to take into account is that recently, and relatively recently, as in a year a year ago, the idea of open world was changed from go anywhere anytime to literally you can see it you can go to it so i i, th- I think we need to take that into account as well but I, I think as a, as a gamer unless you're a really hardcore gamer you really only need one or two a single player open world games a year and one multiplayer open world game a year and there's way uh, more we, than that on the market i and what, what do we get? We got, I, and I, I wouldn't. I would say Nier is more of a, much more of an RPG than it is exploration based. But yeah, no, I, I know. So, I don't so, think Nier. So, yeah. so we got we got Zelda and Horizon. Mm-hmm. What else did we get? What else? Did we, what, what else was last year? Anything huge? I don't um, think so. Yeah, we got Octopath coming though. I I would say that's not a world. Oh, what about uh, Xenoblade? Yes, Xenoblade. Nah, that's, that's still uh, kind of. You put three hundred hours very, into that game. That's an open world game. No, nah, it's 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 a it's an art. No, no, it's just no. a long JRPG with. I say I, I, it, has, it has expansive zones. 
So, mm-hmm. so, so let, let, let's define this here and now. So it has expa- So if a game has expansive zones, in-depth RPG qualities, and a huge basis on exploration, I would call it. An, I would call it an, a. Uh, I, I would call that an open world game. Is, is that is that a fair avid description? Am I missing anything there? Austin, what's up? You have a response to that? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm drifting off right now. No problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's uh, the question again? I, I, I would. We need to define. We need to define open world so we're on the same page on this one. Okay. I would say a, a game with vast open spaces, in-depth RPG mechanics, and a huge basis on exploration would define an open world game. Yes. Yes. I, okay. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, do, do, do you think I should add anything to that? Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I, I think I could just like talk about more of it. But um, an open world game, just you want to not do a lot of like hand holding. You want the people to make the game themselves in an open world game. Because when you say open world, it's just like you're open to explore, open to do whatever you yeah. want in it. Yeah. You want them to just do things that you know they want to set their mind to. Like if you want to go out and just like. You know, steal a bunch of stuff, or go out and just like best like blacksmith, whatever. You can do that. There's, you know, just allowing people to do what they want, giving them freedom in a video game is important. And um, and like open world games, they're they're really important too. Because like, first time I played uh, Mario sixty four, the first thing I did, I didn't go to the castle. I just went to go jump around at the tree or something like that. Like I was just trying to just do whatever. Like yeah. you got You can't really limit people in open but world. But what's videos. considered maybe the best game of all time? Me? For open worlds? Personally? No, just in general. It, oh, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, which Link is to the past. Right. I mean, yeah. real real fans say Link to the past, but it, yeah. you know, the mainstream best media Zelda, would best say Zelda game. Best Zelda game is <coughs> right. So Ocarina, but Ocarina, Ocarina is not a strict open world game at all. Nope. nope. Yeah, so Link it's, to the Past very, has a lot more. I, I, I think that's the closest thing you have in open worlds back in the day, with the exception of. Uh, well, no, no I think games like Chrono Trigger and the early yeah, Final Fantasy games are the ultimate open world games. Those okay. you literally can go you anywhere, anytime. I don't, have, I don't have, I don't have any experiences with those games, so you guys would have to inform me. On you that. gotta play Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I'll, dude, I'll, I'll, how could you, you not play Super Chrono Nintendo. Trigger? Are you, you fucking my kidding Nintendo me? Classic oh edition. my god. I'll, I'll throw you my Super Nintendo Classic Edition for. Oh, I might more. have to cut I'll this. I might have to cut this section out of the podcast so people don't uh, know that you haven't played Chrono Trigger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I feel like. Speaking, I feel speak, like, speaking of which, yeah. speaking of which, speaking yeah. of which, NES Classics are back in stock everywhere. So go get your NES Classic for sixty bucks. Does Silva six foot cable? I don't know. For the controller. So let's talk about the rebirth. Let's talk about the rebirth of the SNES style uh, JRPG in general. Well, hold on, hold on. We, we didn't we didn't finish our open world topic though at all. I know, but we none of us have a definition for it. So no, I we mean, did, but we did. Well, we came up with one. We came yeah. up with one. Okay. We, we we just came up with one right now. <sighs> you, you 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 agreed to it. You agreed to it. So let me let me finish what I was going with. Okay, go go go. Okay. I actually, I actually totally lost it now that we, we sidetracked to that Chrono Trigger. But, no, you didn't. Uh, let's see. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. 
you're gonna cut this part out anyway, so of course. Um, <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> no, it's uh, not your fault. Open wor- uh, definition of open world games, which you say we agree with, and I don't. I'm not sure we do. Right. So, 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 what I was going with, we were talking about how like, you, you you said Xenoblade, and I was saying no, Xenoblade would not be that because while it has a while it has vast open spaces and a shit ton of RPG mechanics. I would say the emphasis on exploration is not there. Not as much as Horizon, Zelda, <laughs> Skyrim, like, like any of that. With Skyrim, or let's put it this way, with Bethesda games in general, especially Fallout games, you come out of that vault, you, you're given no fucking clue on what to do. It's just, it's just like, go. Zelda... You have that hour tutorial. It tells you this is your main quest, but everybody knows the main quest is Zelda to kill Ganon and save the princess. You jump off. You jump off that cliff. Like it doesn't. It doesn't tell you anything to do at that point. But here's all right. Yeah. Horizon. You do that four hour tutorial, which was painful. I'm sorry, Jesse. It just was. After that, I mean, you're telling me to do the Persona four hour tutorial, so I, I don't know what to tell you. But but one of them is an open world game, and one of them is a story driven RPG. I'm sorry. Um, I just what of them is you an can open skip world it. Game. I'll, I'll, you could do my one new game an plus an and just skip it. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not interested in doing new game plus. I'm not, I want to play the game normally. It's the combat is the so time? much better than any of these other the games you're talking time? about. What if I put up the game for the first time, Jesse? I no, mean, listen, it, it, it outsold Jesse, God of Jesse, War Jesse, and Uncharted. I don't know Jesse, what to say. Fine. I'm making fun. I'm making fun. I know, I know. I just, I just, again, as I always say, I know you would love the shit out of the combat on hard mode in that game if you actually got into it. So I just, I feel bad for you, but you know, if you're not going to play it, but you know. I'll play it at some point, I promise. Okay. I promise. I still got to finish near. But you know what? Here's, Here's the thing about Horizon. Horizon is actually more like an old school JRPG because... You can always over-level before any major encounter. You generally have intel on the places you're going before you get there, even if there are some random encounters. There are skill trees. I mean, it actually, uh, other than the fact that the combat system is just brilliant, uh, the the actual RPG aspect is very old-school JRPG. You can warp places. Once you get fast travel packs, you can, you know, skip whole sections, Um, just like in old-school RPGs, both Western RPGs and JRPGs. So... um, But but that's one of those things that what what you just described right there, skipping sections of the game until you want to go to them, that is something that is on the exploration category of open world. It's a subcategory of, of exploration. Like, if that's not in my open world game, like, that, it doesn't feel quite the same. Yeah. That's something that is not in single. But, but, but the, but the, dif- the, the, again, and this is the difference. And this again, back to Assassin's Creed, why I love Assassin's Creed 2, is the world building. Horizon, the exploration, is the information you're gathering about the, your past of your people and yourself and your mother and where you came from and where you fit in. You know what I mean? The gathering is of knowledge and information. It's not just, 
opening a new forest to explore, which is part of it. But the, the main part is exploring the past. You know what I mean? Have, you know, the lore sure. aspect of it. it. That's what I sure. love. And that's what sure. people it, love about it, The Witcher. The, it, my my it, problem it, with The Witcher is the lore is so heavy. It hits me over the head like a hammer. I'm eventually going to get to it because I love that shit. But it's just, it's like, it, it's, it's Lord of the Rings times a thousand. I, 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 I want to back up your point about like about like the narrative driven exploration thing. Mm-hmm. Like that does need to be there. Yeah. Even Zelda, even Zelda's, which is okay. You didn't just go straight to the end and kill Ganon. Like you're exploring the world for a reason. Well, maybe you're me. Maybe, maybe but you in your could, head, and that's what I love right, about right, Zelda. Could, I love the notion I, I, that you could is brilliant. I, 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 I want to skip that for a second. Yeah. That that's great. I, know. I do wrong, think it's brilliant. I, though. I, I, I also want to not. I. As much as I love seeing Zelda's prices, I can't compare a futuristic open world game, something that's pushing the boundaries of the of the medium, or what it should have been in the first place. What, what we're realizing now is the perfect mm-hmm. open world game to other open world games because they're older or whatnot. I what what, what I'm trying experience. to get for is is like okay, so with Zelda with the narrative, it's you're exploring. Okay, you're just a wandering hero. Like you are, you are pushing. You you are as a person playing uh, the game. I want to switch so badly hero, <laughs> as a traveling hero. That that's the narrative there. Let's go to the far left on the open world games need to be exploration based to right. Subnautica. Okay. Oh God. Subnautica. There is no expert. There is no narrative there. It's just dive deeper. It's until terrible. You, until, you, until you jump scare yourself more. Like see, that's this all is Subnautica is no awesome. That, Austin, you're you. Have you played Breath of the Wild? Yes, I have for okay. a short, short uh, month, but it was still a lot of uh, okay. Lot of but you're play. aware of the fact that you can go after again, and then like the first thirty minutes, technically. Yeah, yeah, you're but allowed they, to do whatever. Yeah, but yeah. but but it's not. But that's the lesson most people say is, oh, I can do whatever. The real lesson is. This game is so good and has so much great content that you won't even want to do it once you figure out what's going on. Because you're going to want 100 hours of gameplay before you even go after the boss. You know? Horizon functions somewhat similarly. Like, you technically could make a run at, like, level 15, you know, for the main thing. But, like, you'd rather get to level 50 and explore everything because it's so fucking interesting. It's all about storytelling. And I think The Witcher, in different ways, spawned Zelda and Horizon. And those games are both superior to Witcher, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other Maybe. thing, man, I hate to say it, Ethan, I'm really trying, but what I love about Zelda is it is gorgeous animation, but it's not anime animation. And I just cannot take anime anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> on my DS, on my 3DS, on my PlayStation, I'm sorry. I'm trying with Persona. I can't take the... the poorly delivered dialogue that's not even delivered half the time and clicking through <laughs> dialogue boxes and these long cutscenes. Dialogue wasn't spoken And out. these like and, emo and boys going what, after what? these girls. I mean, it's just it's so 
don't play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 original. Oh, no, The voice never. acting is so never. bad. You will not like it now. If well, this is why I also can't play the, mo- the the modern Final Fantasy games either. Is that oh, yeah. They're, they're very Switch anime. Switch the Japanese then, Jesse. Switch the Japanese. Then. It's even it's even worse no, there. No, 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 no. Not, not in Kingdom Hearts. Type of Persona. Oh, my God. oh no! I'm, uh, yeah, I know. I am. I'm. The problem okay. is the options key skips through the cutscenes. So how am I supposed to get to the settings to change it? It just keeps <laughs> skipping the cutscenes. I'm like, uh, Pretend, it's so let, Japanese. Let, let, just, Jesse, oh, Jesse, God. just tell yourself. Just tell yourself. You can be listening to this, or you can be listening to episode two of Star Wars. So you can tell yourself which one is better. Don't get me started episode two on Star Wars because I just had to do a fucking commentary for it. I'm not and getting you I, started. I ripped I'm it for two know. and a half hours on public I'm not, radio. I'm not letting you know. I'm just letting you know. You can t- tell yourself in your head which one would you rather listen yeah. to in this situation. No, I understand. Tell I understand. Every time that yeah. it's persona. I understand. I, I just. I. I. I just. I love Miyazaki. I love Ghost in the Shell. I love some of like the darker anime and ma- mangas out there. But like mainstream anime, I just the art style and the emo ness of you know teenage romance. It as a thirty six year old, I just can't relate to it. <laughs> like you know, it just reminds me of like my twelve year old self, and I'm like, ugh, I hated my twelve year old self. <laughs> Don't then, 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 don't then don't relate to that. Relate to the good story that's in the game. I'm trying like, to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to fast forward me. through the dialogue, which is always a bad sign. I mean, you could do that. You yeah. what, what you just you can. Yeah. But 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 here's the thing. But here's the thing, up, Ethan. But you no, can pull up the whole okay. thing as a paragraph and read it if you want. To. But, but but this is this is my bigger point. Is on paper, on paper, persona. Uh, Titanfall, um, uh, Shadow of Mordor. These should be the games that attract me. And yet I'm, I end up playing Arkham Knight because it's just an integrated game that looks great and plays great and feels great and feels like an integrated world. And so I don't even care about Batman, but it's, it's mm. so much more fun as a casual player for me. And... I I think I was spoiled when it comes to shooters with the old school Call of Duty, the original Call of Duty World War II games, and then Modern Warfare. They're so cinematic, you know, the set pieces and everything. Like, if it's a shooter, it has to be an amazing campaign now. And they're not even trying with Black Ops 4. Austin, how do you... I mean, Austin, let me ask you this. Do you do you care or does it matter that Black Ops Four doesn't have a single player campaign and th- well you, you think it's it'll be successful anyways? All right, so Black Ops Four, what they're doing with their um their whole like uh, just strictly multiplayer and they don't want to like put forth towards single player. I feel like um they got tired of people saying uh, Black Ops stories aren't as good as they used to be, so they're just gonna completely focus on the one thing that they can get right. And, like, um, the thing that I see is, like, they're just trying to stay, like, current because, you know, they got the Battle Royale thing. But they try to, like, they're trying to sell us and, like, buy us through nostalgia. Like, we're just, 
because they're just like, oh, every really a corporation yeah. trying to hook the audience through nostalgia. Wow. <laughs> As a Star Wars fan, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What's up? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good, man. This but, is what uh, I call yeah. this is what I call the Boba Fett uh, syndrome. <laughs> it's like you t- talk to you talk to old school Star Wars fans like Boba Fett's so cool. He's like my favorite <laughs> character. You're like, what does he do? Well, <laughs> not really anything. What does he say? Well, not not really anything. So it's pure nostalgia. Yeah, but I love him. Like, that's the shit I I hate. Like, I understand, but I also hate at the same time. You know? But, like, I don't know. I I do feel like... I don't want to cut off your thought, Austin. I'm going to throw it back to you. But I do feel like the the resurgence of JRPGs in video games isn't just a nostalgia grab like there seems to be quality to a lot of of these games yeah i mean i feel like um final fantasy 7 is not a, like a nostalgia cash grab because you're because, a jrpg guy right you said you're other yeah. than bethesda you're not a big western rpg guy right yeah yeah i've loved jrpgs yeah, mm-hmm. i grew up with them and like you yeah know, when um oh, excuse me when I look at games like Final Fantasy 3 and Final Fantasy 7 and 8, I'm just like, oh, these are like really good quality games because I love this genre so much. But when people are like trying to... Um, I just lost my thought. Uh, Final Fantasy games. Yeah. The um, shoot, Where was I going to take this though? This thing. The, <laughs> are you <laughs> oh drinking? Are you stoned, man? What's going on? <laughs> Honestly, I wish I was. But... Um, there's, oh, the problem is you're not stoned, or that's the yeah. that's the real problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, don't say anything. <laughs> I'm tutoring I'm your sister. You I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send you a picture of this after this. Yesterday. Okay. Okay. Um, let's let's restart this thought so I can just make a cut and we can just move on. Um, yeah. Talk about you being a JRPG guy and sort of the. The, the course of Final Fantasy games over your your lifetime, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started off with uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, and then I went into like the 11 and 12 and stuff like that. And, you know, I like, I like the fact that they're, you know, keeping the old concept sort of, but then they're refreshing it. It's not like turn-based anymore. Like when, as soon as they got to... Um, mm. 15, when they got to 15 that's when they strayed away from the turn base but like I feel like um, when you have these games that are let's see what was it it was the one game that's like turn Undertale I want to say um, oh Undertale yeah yeah, yeah that's um, it's like 8-bit and then it's like an RPG game and it, it, it really gave me like those Final Fantasy 3 vibes that I had when I first played Final Fantasy 3 and I was just sitting there like, oh, turn-based um, RPG style that I can like really relate to because I, I grew up playing this kind of stuff. And, you know, people people tend to look at you know those old school games and like, oh, people don't really like these kind of stuff because they're into the new more like action things and that. But you know, there's still those developers that like can make those quality games like these RPGs that we know and love. And yeah. Ethan, response? I I, I agree. It, yeah. I, 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 
I, I, I, I haven't told the story <laughs> on the podcast. Um, but growing up, go on. This <laughs> actually, t- it, now you're going to have to keep the the the, uh, the item like Chrono Trigger. Right? Um, I'm I'm cutting way less of this podcast than you guys think. So uh, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> if I've learned anything I, I, over three I, I, and a half years of podcasting, I, it's that cut less. Yeah, I didn't have, I, I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a GameCube. I didn't have, I didn't have any modern console. Uh, growing up, I didn't at all. What I had was Game Boy occasional moments playing Lego Star Wars on my on my dad's PC, and I had a Game Boy that my mom owned, and a friend who gave me Pokemon Sapphire. That's what I had. That's what I had. I didn't have anything else. Um, when I eventually got an old Windows XP computer, because uh, Windows Seven was the standard at the time, uh, I, I played I played what I could play. I had two gigabytes of RAM and uh, like 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 uh, uh, what could barely be called a processor. So I I, I don't know. Like for for, for me. Growing up with mm. like like those RPG games mm-hmm. that a could mm-hmm. be played on a flash player and a web program a, mm-hmm. and a web program like yep. Chrome, yep. that's what I could do. Yep. That's what I could do. And playing Pokemon is certainly a term is certainly a turn-based RPG if you ever heard one. Can it, can so it, it's like it, 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 for for Bethesda is definitely one of these like one of those Western RPGs that I, I, I call to Undertale. Like what Austin was just talking about is what I, I, I actually. I don't know if we want to debate this here. I think the division between Western RPG, Western RPG, CRPGs, JRPGs is way overstated. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I played so-called Western RPGs like Might and Magic and Wizardry growing up in, in the 80s and 90s. And they are extremely similar to Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, Dragon Quest, and so forth. So I don't know there's that much of a difference. I think For the big you difference love is... Dragon Quest, Jesse? Unbelievable. What? Even though you love Dragon Quest? I, lo- I love Dragon Quest. <laughs> but I'm saying... <laughs> I think Western RPGs is just a uh, stereotypical offhanded keyword for a shooter component, essentially, I think, at this point, because... I think, I, I think, it's, an off, I think it's an offhand term to just say, this mm-hmm. game is automatically going to be higher tier than this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, okay, even, so even, where do we put not, Dark even Souls? True, even though that's not true, where do we put Dark Souls and Bloodborne then in this whole situation? It's an RPG. It's not. It's just an action game with minor RPG elements. Yeah. Okay. 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 So so we had awesome. I'm sure you remember this conversation. <laughs> the near conversation. <laughs> well, was it was it the near was it told the near, you agreed oh, was with it me, RPG but... conversation. <laughs> This this was it, right? Okay, yeah. we had we, we had an argument, all right, and we, we have a good friend. A debate, a debate, a debate. We, we, a spirited debate conversation yeah. because yeah. I won in the I, end. I, I won had a end. discussion That's why we had a conversation. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. What was an RPG? Go on. So so like we just did. Let's define an RPG. Go. Nineteen percent. You won. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, Jesse. Lay it out. Lay it out. Uh, What's an RPG? 
I mean, in my book, Horizon is an RPG, and neither is Breath of the Wild. So I, you know, in my book, it's mostly stats based with turn based combat and leveling up skills. Um, so, for me, the big dividing line I just, I honestly don't know about, and I'm not trying to make a judgment call on, is the action aspect of RPGs. Does it Marshall's make it, stats? Yeah. Yeah, Regar- but that's, regardless if they matter, regardless if they matter. No, but that's what I was going to say. Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy twelve, even Final Fantasy thirteen. whatever you think about it, it's still mostly turn-based kind of combat, old school, you know, planning your moves kind of thing, random encounters, blah, blah, blah. But that's what I grew up with. So I, I, I don't have one. I don't have one. I, I, would, I, I, so- I give in. So, I, I, at the very least, what I will bend to is that it is the closest thing to a hybrid between action and RPG you get. Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the closest I'll bend to, because the world itself, the enemy layout, is formulaic like an action game. Like Call of Duty campaigns, or yeah. uh, what's another good example? I mean, uh, I, I, I specifically like Horizon even more than I thought I would because it wasn't heavy RPG. Yeah. It had four or five branches of skill trees, and you literally start with 200 health points, and after each level, you get 10 more. And, so and after 10 levels, rarity, you, you're at 300. Then you're at 400. I mean... The, the the numbers i mean that's the problem is the number crunching i think we, we, you know w- w- when you're a real nerd or when you're a kid or you're really into hardcore rpgs the numbers aspect is great but when you like action rpgs to me the witcher is way too much information breath of the wild and horizon is exactly the amount of information i want um you know, for a game like that. So if those are going to be called RPGs, sure. If that helps them win games of the year or whatever, sure. Why not? Uh, but to me, what I've seen of Octopath, what I've seen of Xenoblade, what I know about all the Final Fantasy games, what I know about all the Dragon Quest games, you know, these games, those are, those are role-playing games. But... I mean, a real RPG is Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, that's <laughs> that's actually what a role playing game is. Okay, so uh, let's, let's, and I got let's, my let's, starter set player's handbook literally let's right roll here. With that. Let's roll with that. If, if you want to go through the player's handbook of uh, my 300 page hardcover Dungeons and Dragons player's handbook, I have it right here. We can go through it right now and talk about. Right, let, 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 let's roll with that. What is if, if Dungeons and Dragons is the showcase? Yeah perfect rpg oh no that's a great question oh this is my thing about persona this was what i was most disappointed about was i actually like my action rpgs to be spoken specific characters like shepherd and mass effect aloy and or link or what you know or um Geralt or whatever his name in the witcher i actually like them to be preformed characters i don't need to shape their faces and have them say nothing for 300 hours of gameplay i actually despise that to 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 persona's credit though they don't leave him voiceless the whole time and and he does have an official name it's just you get to choose the name but go go ahead i'll I'll, I'll give you i'll give you 
I'll, I'll let you finish that point on that. Uh, Austin, have I you played saw- have you played the modern Tomb Raider games? Uh, I've played the what the one from like a couple years ago, Rise of the uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, I think that's the one right there. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. I just got a lot of like, you know, I don't know. I, I was still into that like Last of Us fate. Like I was still like this game yeah, is just like Uncharted, you know, yeah. Uncharted, Last of Us kind yeah. of. I was like, it doesn't have that like you know. So Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider tries to bridge to be more a little bit more involved and engaged than The Last of Us or Uncharted, but not as crazy as The Witcher or Horizon. Like sort of in the middle there, and it sometimes succeeds, sometimes doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look, Uncharted Four was eighteen hours, which felt long to me, and I am never one to complain about the length of a game. But mm-hmm. the fact that one of my the, the, Uncharted was the franchise that got me a PS3 and got me back into video gaming, essentially. So the fact that eighteen hours yeah. of Uncharted Four felt long to me, for me personally, again, I'm not judging for anyone else is that not every hour in every game is of equal value. Like, one hour in uh, Last of Us dramatic you know, part of the game is way more valuable than 10 hours of just open-world Grand Theft Auto running around or whatever. And so I think that my main point, I'll give you... Okay, so I'm going to make my main point about open-world games. I'll give you guys main... P- final thoughts and i actually want to end on a couple non-video game topics but for me it was you know it was like a really awakening experience for how i valued my time um and i'm loving that arkham knight is taking me so long but it doesn't feel like it's taking me a long time you know what i mean like Whereas Uncharted, it almost felt it it, it. it just depends for the game. I mean, some games should be two or three hours long, and I'm as Ethan knows, he's gonna f- throw up in his mouth. I love the Life is Strange games. I love the the ep- episodic point and click adventure games that are like five bucks per chapter, and there's four or five chapters. So you end up paying twenty bucks. You know, for these great I, stories, it's a much better value than paying $60 back to Black Ops 4 for a multiplayer only game that is not, you know, guaranteed you to be great. Oh, God. What you hate? Battle Royale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, Jesse, Jesse, listen, listen, okay. I try very hard, okay? I don't. I don't shit. Ethan's about on, to rip I don't, me. I don't, I don't <laughs> shit on Telltale. All right, I don't do it. No, I don't play. I don't play Telltale that much. I'm playing Arkham Knight. No, no, no. no. You're, you're talking. You're talking about. You're talking about your point and click adventure games. You're talking about your life is strange. Yeah, but uh, ex- ex- Telltale, Telltale, Telltale is Telltale less than, it, than than point and click. You don't really okay. have any okay. control over your movement okay. whatsoever. You're talking about your Telltale styles games, which are I'm only, talking. which are only story with quick time or point and click or whatever that's in them, alright? we agree? Cool? Cool? There's no quick time events in Life is okay. Strange. Okay, okay. So with Life is Strange, I don't shit on Life is Strange though, okay? It's not It's 20 bad. bucks? It's, I get a great not, story for $20. It's not bad because I don't like it. <laughs> okay? Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You want to talk about the quality comparative between two multiplayer games 
now we're on. All right. You have but spent you hundreds do- of dollars on Destiny 2, a game you admit is inferior and most people hate. Jesse? Jesse. Is it player narrative-driven only game to a game that is multiplayer? That is two separate categories. I'm talking about money. I'm talking sh- about money to investment to time to fun. Th- those are two totally different games that with two totally different dev cycles. Do you want to analyze the dev cycles? Let's go for it. All right? But I don't have enough data on that, and you don't have enough data on that, so we can't argue that. I, I can argue money spent, which is my main don't, argument. Don't. Oh, 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 okay, okay. But, yeah. mm-hmm. but we live in a society mm-hmm. where it is a capitalist society. Uh-huh. And personally, personally yeah. I, would like, I would like to pay the artist who makes my game the right amount of money at launch. At launch, remember, at, at launch is important because that's how, that, that's how things work. For, for the work that they have done... Because that is how things work, okay? That's just how things work. You want to argue capitalism? All right, let's argue capitalism. But now we're going like, like we're, we're my point. I, I'm here, arguing my, 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 money Jesse, in your Jesse, pocket. My point here is Jesse. My point here is Jesse. Is yeah. that people like different things, and because Listen. you don't like it. And you don't want to spend... You're misinterpreting my comments. I continually Mm -hmm. tell you that I want to play Destiny 2 with you. It has nothing to do with me disliking it. It has to do with the money invested per time, per fun, gained from it. Austin, do you understand what I'm saying here? Come on. I I understand what you're saying, Jesse. No, I'm asking Austin if he understands what I'm saying. Alright, so what you're trying to get at is you're trying to get at, like, um... Trying to get like the most for your money? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, Look, (laughs) what I'm trying to say is some games like Uncharted should be 12 hours, and some Mm -hmm. games like Mass Effect should be, or Dragon Age, should be 30 to 40 hours, and some games like Horizon should be 80 to 100 hours, and some games should be longer, but multiplayer games. Yeah, I mean, look, if you can create your own fun, Ethan, for hundreds and thousands of hours, that's great. But I, I'm not going to pay for lack of content, for just mm-hmm. the the privilege of shooting at random strangers for hundreds of hours. That's just yeah. not a priority okay. for me. Okay, okay, cool. So you, 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 you pointed out your point that for you it is not fun. Cool, I'm on board with that. And I said it wasn't worth it. I didn't say it wasn't fun. I said it wasn't worth it. Okay, it wasn't worth it for you. Okay, for you, other people, perfectly. And, and, and here's where most of my anger is coming at with this. Most of my anger is coming at with this is that you started off your point with Black Ops Four. Okay. True. I'm not I know you love zombie I'm not mode. Call of Duty. And I love zombie mode, but I'm not defending Call of Duty or Black Ops or Activision in the slightest. Do you want to know what I am defending? What I am defending. The right of a game to come out and release and get its own critique. Have yeah, it come no, that's, out and be played. That's what I'm coming I'm, out. No, so, sorry. So I'm putting sorry. Wanna, I'm putting a stop to this. I'm putting a stop to this because I love you and we're not arguing in the same thing. I'm I, I, I'm saying 
I think multiplayer games should just be priced slightly lower because you're going to end up spending more money in the long run to, to okay. have more so people that, access. That, That's that, all I'm arguing. Okay, so so let, 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 let me get now 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 let's shift. Okay, so what I hear what I hear you saying is that you think that multiplayer games should be priced less because the game has microtransactions in them. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I mean, I, every I, 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 hardcore I, 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 multiplayer, whether it's Destiny or Warcraft, spends hundreds and hundreds of dollars on these games. So if the companies are going to be getting hundreds of dollars from you, then they shouldn't be charging you $60 up front. They should be charging mm-hmm. you 20 bucks or $30 up front, not $60. It's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so n- n- now, now, now we're in a concrete point because what you said earlier totally did not translate for me on that at all well that's because you at have all. a you have a perception of what my perception of multiplayer right, games is. so go ahead austin what, please what i want to say is yes, um please like there's there's a certain point where people want to like buy those kind of games sure whatever but people don't see worth in like a multiplayer game that they can play oh i'm gonna play like look at look at PUBG. you get 30 it's 30 dollars. you get about what um, four hours of PUBG and then you get yep. bored and stuff. Oh, you can go and buy Dishonored mm-hmm. for thirty bucks, the same price, and you'll spend yep. way more hours on that game. Or Assassin's <laughs> Creed Origins. I mean, that's yeah, the whole exactly. point. There's okay. reasons Assassin's Creed took a multiplayer out of their games. Okay, 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 okay. So, 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 but, but, look, 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 and I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because I. I love single player games. <laughs> I, I, I think both of our games are nowhere near as fun as single player games. But I'm playing devil's advocate here. And some people like competition. Way yeah, you're more a competitor. Than narrative, yeah. than narrative-driven stuff. Yeah. Austin, the greatest example I'm going to have is our good friend Charlie. All right? Charlie hates single player games. He hates yeah. them. He hates them so much. I recommended that this man buy Doom, and he said, no, I don't want to buy it. Which, well, by the way, loves, Ethan, loves, I'm still shooters, holding you to what, play at your place. Absolutely. So, 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 so my, my, my point here is that like worth is definitely relative mm-hmm. in, 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 in what people like to play. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Jesse. No, I agree. Oh, well, I agree. Well, what I was, what I was going for. I just don't want people like you to get ripped let, off. Let me, let me, let, 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 let me, let me finish. Let, let me finish. I really want to finish, please. Because some, sometimes what I say, what we're, we're saying. That's what she said. We, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh my god. I can't. Uh, sometimes being an old man pays off. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can, but I can't. <laughs> Bro, uh, here, uh, let's, what? let's look at this right here. You you can spend $20 on, what is it, $30 on PUBG or whatever, but you'll spend uh, I will go to say that. You can get games that have a lot of content in them for cheaper than what these companies are charging yeah. you for. Like $60. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't 2K? really matter. My 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 whole argument, as I've constantly no, been saying no. to Ethan, and Ethan doesn't understand for some reason, is they should just separate multiplayer from single player games. Charge whatever you want. Let's just separate them. That's all I'm saying. 
I want to. I, I I do want to shift this point. I, I do. I, we're we're on, we're on the same page now. But what I do want to shift this somewhere interesting though, mm. which is it's 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 gonna it's don't worry it'll it'll, it'll back up it's gonna back up your point. And unfortunately, we have to mention this name, but it, we're not gonna go into the game itself. Um, now, when you're talking about, I don't want to be spending money on these multiplayer games when they're going to charge me money later or they should charge me less money if they're going to if I want to buy things later if I'm going to have the option to buy things later such as microtransactions the example which is pushing boundaries now which is Fortnite Fortnite is free and I don't have to pay anything to play it I can pay money to customize my characters it's a virus weird ass loot <laughs> It's it's it's, it's let, infecting let the entire you know society. You can have more fun if you just buy Fortnite Save the World, the PVE version. Austin, please. Oh, God. <laughs> Austin, oh, God. Please. You are leaning oh, no. so hard. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you sure you're not high? <laughs> Jesse, you have that recorded, right? You have that recorded because I need that yeah, clip. So I'm cutting very little of this, just so you guys know. I need that clip so I can post it in the server so everyone can laugh at this man. But guys, oh. seriously, to get back on the same page, and I do want to end on some non-video game questions. To get back on the same page, the Battle Royale bubble, as Ethan and I have already argued, is going to burst at some point, and then people are going to be looking for the next big thing. And you know what the guaranteed next big thing is going to be there is great single-player games. That's the thing. Through all of these multiplayer trends, starting from Quake 3 Arena and StarCraft on Kali back in the day, yes, that's right. I know both of those things. <laughs> From those days, OG, the, <laughs> OG, but what was great about the Quake games was the single player games. You know yeah. what I mean? All in all these games, and I, I, I just, I mean, and Ethan, you said it yourself. You love multiplayer, but a great single player experience it can't be topped. No, no, I, and I would argue one hundred percent of the time that single player games do it much more to me than. Multiplayer games. All right, so so here, okay, so here's how we're gonna end. We're gonna end talking about some some single player games coming out, and then I just have a couple uh, random nerd questions for you guys. So, Octopath is the big one. What's what's Ethan? What's the situation with Octopath? I'm gonna play it a lot. <laughs> When's it coming out? July thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not even trying to hide the sixteen bit sprite work. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They they got um there was um a game review in uh was by some people that got it in Japan already they rated it um thirty six out of forty and it was the highest that they've of, of games that came out sure and stuff but uh, let me see if I can find that actually Jesse it's interesting that you mentioned that that if you, if the first thing you say is the art style because if the art style was not like that I can guarantee you right now I probably wouldn't buy it at release. So I'm going to be doing my uh, weekly uh, book promotion, and everyone out there needs to read the book Console Wars by Blake J. Harris. Uh, and I especially recommend the audiobook on Audible by Fred Berman. 
Uh, it's called uh, Sega Nintendo and the Battle That Defined a Generation. And it talks all about the mid to late 80s, early 90s with Sega, Nintendo, Sony, Philips, and all these companies and how everything shook out the way it did. And if you want to know both the brilliance and insanity of uh, video game development culture in Japan, this is what you should read. Because if the Americans, I'm sorry to say, guys, if if Sega of America had their way, they would still be a competitor with Sony and Nintendo today, but Sega of Japan <laughs> completely tanked what they were trying <laughs> to accomplish. Um, and uh, it's it, but but they're also visionaries in terms of game design and stuff like that. And so, you know, Nintendo has survived this many many times. Let's not forget the Mario Brothers movie that came out in 1993, <laughs> which is widely considered. Oh Dude, this not only was this movie bad. They turned down Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman to play Mario because they didn't think they'd be good enough to play Mario. That's how, that's just, just to tell, just to uh, give you a sense of it. But um, Nintendo survived. That's my book of the week. And Austin, I've said this to Ethan, but since I have you on the podcast, Masters of Doom, which is about John Romero and John Car- uh, Carmack, who designed Wolfenstein 3D. Doom, Quake, id Software, the first-person shooter, you know, like modern computer gaming, that, that whole company, and these guys uh, is amazing, uh, called Masters of Doom, uh, the, the, the early days of computer game software. These guys were so brilliant, they, they watched Mario 3 uh, over two nights, and they didn't sleep, and they programmed the entirety of Mario 3 by watching it on a computer. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> these guys are absolutely brilliant. So that's my book promotion for the week. So um, any final video game thoughts? I have a couple nerd, uh, unrelated nerd questions for you guys. Austin, uh, video game thoughts, games you're excited for. I got to say, Austin, Spider-Man to me looks like an inferior version of Arkham Knight. Um, I, I yeah. don't know. Um, you can say that, but you know, just be Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't like Spider-Man is the other thing. Although oh, okay, he's voiced you. by Yuri Lewenthal, who's a great a voice actor who did the modern Prince of Persia games like Sands of Time and stuff like that. Um, who's a great voice actor, but he's like 50 and he's doing Spidey. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you're looking forward to coming out uh, this this coming few months? Um, well, just December 7th, Smash Ultimate. Uh, going to dedicate my time to that game. Try to so you, you, have, a, you have a Switch? Stuff. Yeah, I have a Switch. Are you have a Switch. You, is yeah. that you, would you say you play it primarily? No, I'm a PC gamer by first thing, but I love Nintendo with all my heart. <laughs> so what have you been playing on the PC? Um, you know, I've just been playing a lot of, like, it's just a variety of things that I've been playing. Um... Uh, you know, I've, I've, it's mostly multiplayer games, but I've been going back to like as. emulators, uh, CS:GO, um, Siege, mm-hmm. uh, Elder mm-hmm. Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, like Rivals of Aether. Um, just you Siege know, seems dope. I would get my ass kicked, but it seems super <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just just been keeping up with the esports scene stuff like that right now. Um, 
Yeah, Don't just lie trying. to these people. You've been, you've been, you hacked the fucking Wii onto your PC and now you're yeah. playing Smash nonstop. What? Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? I've been playing. Um, a, it's a, it's a Smash Brothers Brawl um emulator, mm, but the, I put the, the Wii Brawl, which is yeah. Smash Brothers. And we, they put, they made a mod for it a while ago called Project M, and I've been playing that mod of Brawl on uh, my PC with friends mm-hmm. online. We've been yep. playing ever since. And by the way, mods were invented out of the Doom engine by the aforementioned Car- Romero and Carmack from id Software. It, wow. Doom, that's, they basically released an open source code and let people design their own Doom levels and Quake levels and stuff like that. So that's where modding actually came from. So, yeah. Mm. You guys see the Doom level? It's really just every... every um, Every every JPEG surface is just Terry Crews' face. <laughs> <laughs> the guns, the bullets, the walls, the 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 monsters, everything. Everything is just Terry Crews' face. All right, yep. e- Ethan. Final uh, final video game thoughts. Uh, video games are fun? Question mark. <laughs> Oh, oh! It's the, the Destiny Two update. Oh yeah, uh, I think it's. It, I am trying my hardest to not get hype about it because uh, last time that happened, we had Destiny Two, so uh, it, I'm, I'm, it, it's a very tight line. It, regardless of what happens, I'm playing it. That's the thing. But I'm trying very, very hard to like set my expectations so I can be super excited when it turns out, if it turns out to be good. If it turns out to be good. Um, everything they're saying that they're adding into it is really pushing it towards the game it should have been at the beginning. Um, we, we talked about, you, you talked about separating single-player multiplayer. This is really taking, this is really taking the game from this clash of a epic story and grind game and multiplayer to really focusing on what is the gameplay in this game? Why is it fun? Mm-hmm. Pushing that so it's more important and it lasts longer. Mm-hmm. That that's what they're pushing towards. That's really what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Making the game, the game itself, the game game better. So speaking so. of which, this is a great topic to end on, which is so they've made some great board game conversions. You know, mostly to uh, you know iPhones and iPads and stuff. Um, but they've they've started making good board game conversions. But they've started designing some games as board games designed specifically for you know computers. Um, and you know, they generally get on Steam for like ten twenty bucks. It's much less expensive. But what will it take for people to play any st- strategy game in mass uh, on you know uh, uh, on PCs? That's not Civ. I, I mean, even StarCraft, uh, you know, or, or Stellaris. I mean, there's so many great strategy games out there. People have these great PC rigs. Um, uh, I don't know, Austin. Do you think that 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 genre is ever coming back? Well, just like the um, just strategy, real time strategy, turn based strategy, strategy like yeah. anything that's um, that's not Civ. The the last real time strategy that I've 
um, like, you know, heard about or like have played and has been, you know, relevant has been like, uh, I want to say Starcraft 2 and um, uh, Halo Wars 2. But those mm. games are just like, you know, sort of a thing of a past. Age of Empires, there's no new installment in the series yet. Um, there's, yeah, there's not really anything new in that genre anymore. And it's, you know, the Command and Conquer is a mobile game now. So, like... It's so sad. It was such yeah. a dope game back in the day. Oh my god, yeah. it was so good. Uh. Uh, I will say, I will say, uh, while it's not new, it is a revival of sorts. Uh, the people who make Stargate Valley are making a game called Wargroove, and it is it, it's actually it's basically a clone copy of an old Nintendo game called Advance Wars. And it's a, it's a rather simplistic but really entertaining and fun um, uh, turn-based strategy game, mm-hmm. and that's coming out later this year. Yeah. Both Switch, PC, and a few other things. When I played Advance Wars, I was like, "This is like Fire Emblem with tanks." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's it's. I think it's Fire Emblem with more objectives. Is really what it yeah, is. Okay, so do you, do you do you want to know why Fire Emblem Awakening is so much better than the other Fire Emblem games? Because it's actually good. First of all, it's actually good. Second of all, it is actually an open world to a certain degree, and you can move around to go different places. Third yeah. of all, it's adults. It's not angsty kids and preteens and anime. It's just fucking <laughs> bullshit, and I can't take. I'm sorry, Ethan. I can't take it anymore. Except, except Super Donald, you can train him to be the greatest Hulk to ever live. I just <laughs> the combat's better, the movements better, the characters are better, everything is better. The graphics but, are great for that 3D. All right, so let's. You know what? Yeah. I, look, three houses. We haven't talked about three houses. Well, the 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 non the non video game thing I wanted to mention in connection with video games was Deadpool, too. Okay. Because I think both Deadpool movies prove that you don't need a three hundred million dollar budget to have an amazing experience. Yeah. And I don't feel like triple A games need to all have eighty million dollar budgets to have amazing experiences. See, 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 my argument to that is, is AAA developers have to pay, it costs $10,000 a day per employee to make their games. So I, I, I disagree with it's that. It's not like Hollywood's any, any less expensive. I mean, we're still talking millions of dollars, but they except, don't all except, have to. Except, except we're talking thousands of employees. You can't game. tell me that you take a budget from a shitty Assassin's Creed game and make two or three really good games out of that. I'm sorry. Listen, listen, listen Jesse. Listen, I didn't, mm. I wasn't defending. I wasn't defending the, the game itself. I was defending how much it cost to make it. All right. So we'll, we'll end with our gripes. I'll go first. My gripe is David Cage <laughs> is a charlatan. Detroit becoming human is an absolute disgrace of a bullshit video game that is just a bunch of QTEs in a lame story that any Blade Runner or Ghost in the Shell story does a thousand times better. He is a fucking... He's he's not as bad as the Fable guy because he doesn't lie about everything. He's not as bad as the No Man's Sky cr- guys because he doesn't lie about everything. But 
Oh my god, that game is literally just clicking buttons to play through a movie, and I do not understand it. As a point-and-click guy, it's kind of insulting. So that's my gripe. Austin, I'll throw it to you next. Uh, My gripe is, uh, you know, AAA games being announced and uh, never, um, you know, nothing's told to us, Mm. and we're just kind of left in the dark until stuff happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my Any, Anyone uh, in particular? Nah, Square Enix. Um, <laughs> ironically, ironically, Microsoft showed more gameplay trailers than every other conference. Well, actually, can I ask you guys a question? And Ethan, I know you're going to get annoyed about this, but I'm sorry. You're just going to have to just, deal just, with that. The fact that they every year announce the Final Fantasy VII remake and they keep pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. And then at this E3... They announced a game that no one thought was happening, which is Life is Strange 2, which is coming out in two months, and no one knows anything about anything. <laughs> I feel like Squeenix is starting to understand their niche a little bit between yeah. these indie adventure games and these JRPGs would be my response. I mean, Monster Hunter World is supposed to come out on PC in a month, and they haven't told us to release it yet. So, no, I totally understand. So, what's your gripe, Beath? My gripe? Yeah. Uh, it's actually it's actually a bend off of yours. Okay. Uh, it's it's the it's the it's so so we we've experienced we've experienced the sadness that Noah's No Man's Sky, the anger that we had that it was such a disappointment. All right. What's even worse is that it's actually it's actually Sony's fault. Of course. Okay. Okay. My it's, gripe. It's always that, Sony's fault. Listen, Jesse. Listen. Wait. I'm, I'm about to tell you, and you're going to be a little upset as well. You're not going to be able to defend this one. All right. All right. All right. What happened was, is that their studio flooded. They lost months of work, and that they weren't going to be able to get it finished in time for launch. And Sony said, "No, we're going to launch it anyway." Uh, and they they asked for extensions. They did. How much is Miyamoto paying you for all this? <laughs> Zero dollars. I would love some Miyamoto dollars. You know what I would also love? You know what I also love? Hmm. I also love poorly timed and poorly joked about deflections to an admittance because you know you're wrong well this was great about the tech industry uh and austin is in 1985 apple microsoft apple was worth a billion dollars microsoft was worth 32 million And while Apple is very valuable today, that's obviously flipped to a certain extent. And in 1992 or 93, Sega owned half the video game market with Nintendo. Yeah. And now they make shitty Sonic games. No offense. (laughs) Oh, Sonic Mania Plus coming out soon. A good Sonic game coming out. Oh, reselling us on nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's got new levels. It's got new levels. I think or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow Sonic. I don't. Yeah, I it, it, it's a nost- it's a cash grab. Nostalgia. Oh, okay. It's more <laughs> Sonic. 
Good Sonic. 2D Sonic, yes. Give me Sonic uh, Colors. Nintendo, by the way, had a revenue, which is not net income. They had a revenue of over a trillion dollars in 2018. Uh, with an in- oh. income of about $150 billion. Yeah. yeah. Their total assets are almost $2 trillion. Um, and they're doing exactly what they should. It, you know, yeah. they're slowly hacking away. And I think uh, to end here, um, it'll be interesting to see whether people jump onto the PS5 and whatever the next Xbox is, or whether Nintendo just keeps gathering more people. Um, speaking of speaking of Nintendo biding their time, the the the, the recently, uh, what's the word? Uh, employed president of Nintendo, the new president of Nintendo, um, said that they are working on the successor to the 3DS. Furukawa, Shuntara Furukawa, yeah. Austin and I know him as Cherry Boy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, look, Nintendo succeeded off of the failure of Atari and all of the lessons they learned by the failure of Atari, they still go by today, which is why they underproduce. They never have enough units because Atari produced too many units and it drove them out of business. And so Nintendo's still operating by those principles and it seems to be driving them well. So I can't blame them for it. But by the way, you guys really should, if you don't read the book, research the history of Nintendo. They literally started as a playing card company in the late 1800s uh, because uh, it was you weren't allowed to do Western American stuff in Japan. And so they reinvented the 52-card deck essentially as the same thing, but with Japanese motifs. And that's what launched them to, uh, to fame and fortune. Yeah. Um, yeah. so all right guys well final thoughts um yeah eth i i wish i had better news re uh persona 5 i'm gonna keep giving it a try but it's a little teenage anime i'll I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you after this and i'll I'll, 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 (laughs) i don't i don't i don't want i don't want to jump up the podcast with horrible horrible (laughs) anime after all Angsty teenager. <laughs> yeah, angsty teenagers. Exactly. I was. I was an angsty teenager. I don't need to be playing an angsty teenager. Yeah, but you weren't an anime kid who over exaggerated. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So Austin, if you wake up tomorrow and you don't have to work and you could play any game, what game would you play? Tomorrow. Um, yeah. I'd pop in my SNES Classic and I'll probably there just. You go. Uh, play something on you guys all (laughs) worship my generation which is so bizarre it's so weird you know i'm I'm telling you we come from the smash the a button generation like yeah i mean (laughs) just 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 because just because we grew up with lots of newer stuff that you guys didn't touch doesn't mean that like i mean that we are not in any regard i i got a lot of hand-me-down consoles that too like both of our consoles were hand-me-down me and austin we had hand-me-down stuff Oh, 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 I know a final question for you guys, and I'll really end this, which is, 
is part of the reason Pokemon so popular is that it's kind of a video game in CCG combined into one. Wow. Uh, it's kind of cheap. Uh, it's actually cheap. Even if you buy both versions for $120, it's actually <laughs> cheaper than most CCGs. Actually, well, also, so correction to that, no Pokemon game up to this point, or very few, have been $60. To yeah, they're all 40 on release. They're all 40 on release for 3DS. They will okay, be 60 well, point, point for being, Switch. Point even being, if you pay yes. $80, it's still cheap for a CCG. Uh, I can I can stand by that. I dig it. And we're talking about the cards themselves. Because it, sure. it's basically an RPG mixed with a CCG. I mean, that's what it is. You know. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I can get behind that. Okay. I can I can get behind that in a sense. But there, if you go into more detail, it might stray away from that concept it, it, a little it, it, more. It strays a lot away from that when you look at specific things that are totally specific to Pokemon. Plus the fact that, and I can't stress this enough. The Pokemon trading card game is a straight ripoff of Magic the Gathering. So, <laughs> do you, do you play board games, Austin? Yeah, I play uh, a lot of tabletop. I play mostly Dungeons and Dragons, though. But um, yeah, I, I play a lot of like just obscure board games that are just pop up in the circulation here and there. Word. All right, guys. Well, this was a bizarre and z- zigzagging discussion, which is kind of exactly what I wanted. Uh, thank you both for joining me. Um, Austin, where can people find you on the interwebs? Twitter at Mr. Exosos. That's it. <laughs> can you spell that? I have it somewhere, but just spell it for people. M R X. S O Y S A U C E. Alright. Uh you can find me on Twitter at E L underscore Fedorable. What are you gonna be playing? Uh when I have a PC that can function well enough to stream as my PC is breaking down at the moment, I will be playing Destiny Civ. Whatever else I fucking feel like, probably do because I've been playing through that a third time. But it's that good. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for oh, joining. Octopath. Octopath. Oh yeah, we're, we're I I think you and I should stream the first bit of Octopath together. Yeah. I think that'd be Absolutely. super great. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there, might be, there might be something else I, I'd like you to play first though. Uh, I'm gonna talk to you as soon as. Okay, well, we'll tease that for next time. But definitely Octopath, guys. We're given a hard look as a Let's Play, at least for a few sessions for me and ETH, and then maybe he'll stream yeah. in or whatever. Because um, that's totally a game up yours and I is Alley, big time. Um, I love that shit. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think the JRPGs from the SNES era are the best games out there. Uh, I... I I, for me personally, I love those games. It's why I still own my old DS and the 3DS and all that stuff. I love those games. So, um, uh, yeah, dude, that'll be dope. So, okay, guys. Well, we'll be back soon with the irreverent game. What the hell are we called? Awkward controller. Rational awkward controller. controllers. I said the irrational awkward controllers. Irrational. 
I think Irrational is fine, too. <laughs> the Irrational I, controllers. I, I, everyone thinks you're wrong, Jesse. I don't know what's up. But like, <laughs> <laughs> he, hey, he, 100% he, 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 he of... Me and the, the, the 18.99 other percent of people think like that. So. <laughs> 100% of Bizzle supporters support me. So, you know, yeah. you should keep that it's in crazy. mind. And thank you, Austin, for joining as well. Um, thank you for allowing me to stutter and lose my train of thought. I'm oh, anytime. <laughs> w- welcome to Bizzlecast 160, which is like my 210th podcast. So <laughs> you are welcome anytime, my friend. Thank you, Ethan, as always, my brother. Thank you, Bizzlecast listeners. We will be coming back at you soon. And for now, we are out.